The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Eight minutes after eight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, the Independent Electoral Commission, the IEC, cancelled all by-elections that were scheduled to be held last Wednesday. The decision follows an electoral court ruling to postpone the rerun of the Tlokwe by-elections due to an incomplete voters' roll which lacked addresses of potential voters. The judgment relates to the 2013 by-elections where the IEC's credibility was dealt a blow last year after the Constitutional Court found that the by-elections held in Tlokwe were not free and fair. On the forum today this morning, we look at the broader implications of the Concord and the Electoral Court ruling on the Tlokwe municipality by-elections. The problems that the, uh, the Electoral Court had identified, i.e. that not everybody on the certified voters' roll had an address, those problems obtain in relation to the rest of the other uh, by-elections in the country. So to the extent that the court said that was problematic, it was equally problematic for those by-elections. We hope that uh, they'll, they'll be conducted co- concurrently. But the critical thing is that we've started uh, looking at options that we have so that we can correct the things to the extent that is possible uh, without disrespecting the orders of court. And that was the Deputy Chief Electoral Officer uh, of the IEC, Saima Mabolo, speaking about the decision that was taken by the Electoral Court and the issue to provide uh, addresses of voters. So what are the broader implications of this ruling, given that we are in an election year, those uh, local government elections will take place no later than August this year? Uh, tell us what your views are on this. Uh, you can call us on 891 and you can also tweet your Facebook AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo, or you can send us an SMS to the number 34701. And joining us for the discussion, we have with us uh, Jesse Duarte, who is the Deputy Secretary General of the African National Congress. Thanks for speaking to us this morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your listeners and to anyone else participating in this debate. And uh, that anyone else is uh, David Tolile Kam, who is the leader of oh, the independent right. candidates, and he also oh, joins hello, us. Hello, Mr. Kam. Good morning to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning. <laughs> Now, the Tlokwe situation has presented um, a very interesting scenario for South Africans, um, uh, and not only uh, because of the issue of addresses, and we know, uh, you know, those issues have been thrashed out at the courts, but also it speaks to people's right to have an elected representative to express and uh, protect uh, their views and also just their right to cast a vote, a a right that was hard fought for and hard earned. So firstly, uh, Ms. Jessie Duarte, what's your view on how this is going to impact on broader election issues in South Africa? Thank you very much, Sakina. Firstly, the view of the ANC is that it does place us in a huge dilemma. The responsibility of the IEC is to ensure that every registered voter is enabled the possibility to exercise their right to vote. Now, we have hundreds of thousands of informal settlements. We don't have small informal settlements. We have huge informal settlements. We have numbers of informal settlements throughout the country. And the reality that this presents is that it means a a marking of every shack, of every area, um, and what it does, it takes a little bit further the original judgment on the busing issue. 
that was made by a Supreme Court previously, and the Electoral Court, I'm sorry, uh, which said that there could be markers used in a community uh, that would indicate a person lives close to a shop, lives nearby the bus station or the taxi rank, uh, and so on. But this ruling almost implies that one would have to go and do an addressification process. Now, the end is very concerned about this because it does mean that the people who brought this action had also intended to ensure that people in informal settlements do not exercise their right to vote. The question that we all have to deal with is the issue of busing, and we all agree that busing people from outside of a voting area to vote in a, in a particular district is incorrect. You must vote in the area where your address is. That is correct. But in the, in, when there's an informal settlement attached as it is to Slope, um, and you have a big area with almost 4,000 people living in it, and you then make a ruling as you have done, you're saying that in people living in informal settlements might not be able to vote. Our major concern is the capacity in the IEC administratively at this point to um, go and, uh, uh, you know, uh, demarcate addresses for everyone, which isn't, in fact, their responsibility. That is a different responsibility altogether, and it might take years uh, before that can be accomplished. And we're hoping that uh, we are going to be working with other political parties and the IEC to find an administrative solution to this. Um, we have a, 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 a political party liaison committee meeting tomorrow where the ANC will make, some, uh, will make our views known, but we really are concerned. This is a disenfranchisement ruling. Mr. Khan, what's your view on it? Okay. Sakina, if you allow me quickly, let me just uh, uh, greet the... Uh, concerned uh, uh, residents uh, and citizens of South Africa this morning and uh, uh, my mother there, she's still my mother, uh, Comrade Josie Juarte. Uh, let me just clarify one issue on the ruling of the Concord. There's no disenfranchisement. Uh, what the court says is that where the address exists, such should be inserted in your, in your voters' roll. Let me give you an example about um, an informal settlement in, 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 in Porsche, in Troco particularly. You would have a shack that is located within a ward. Uh, but in, 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 in that area, you would find those shacks are informal. Informal, it means they are not being allocated spends by the municipality according to the pegged or unpegged spends by the municipality. Then you would find a shack being marked uh, because that's what the municipalities are required to do, uh, Mrs. Jesse, in terms of your human integrated human settlement um, pattern or strategy. If you have informal settlements, you, 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 you sort of formalize them because municipalities are required by law to provide services. So they will say, uh, David can stays here in extension 6, a uh, four-way stop, that is shack DC or D401. And uh, when you register, uh, just to also give Ms. Jessie this information, I know she will follow it up, the ANC people in Troque went to the informal settlement and gave people letters that says, this is your number, 
Uh, on the 27th of uh, February, you are going to be allocated spends. It has not happened. Uh, I'm shocked why. Uh, and use this to go and register uh, when you go to IEC uh, registration and uh, voting stations. That's one part. But uh, just on the ruling, uh, Sakina, our view is that uh, nobody wanted to do this or nobody had intentions to do this uh, in our country uh, except uh, Mr. Uh, I forgot the name, who even left the country as a result of this, who was in KZN, uh, Mr. Noter, who was fighting very hard uh, for this uh, right in, 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 in the courts. Uh, our view is that we have helped South Africans. The Crown Court never said, uh, if you don't have an address, Sakina, in South Africa there's nobody without an address, otherwise it would mean the security of the country is under siege. Uh, the Concord said where addresses exist, because mindful of the fact that we have villages, but even in villages, uh, if you are from Mvezo, uh, you are Mandla Mandela from Mvezo, and your house is not marked, it would be written Mandla Mandela with your ID number, Mvezo village, where so and so, because all the villages, all the informal settlements in terms of the demarcation patterns, of our country are located within words by the demarcation board and to also deal with the electoral system and service delivery modes that must be followed by our government and municipalities to help them when they do integrated planning. They need to know in a particular area we've got so many residents unemployed and all of that. And Statistics South Africa helps to deal with that particular point. So with all due respect, I think what uh, uh, Mama Jordan needs to understand uh, Finally, is, is the outcome itself. It doesn't say if you do not uh, have an address, because there are homeless people in South Africa. Poverty is still object in our country. Uh, we, you would be allowed to vote, but where do you stay? You, you, you can, even if you stay in a bush, tell us. And we will go and look at that bush, where is it located, within which particular word, and then we will put a landmark and say, David Kahn uh, is a scavenger, he's living in the cobalt, and... Uh, uh, These this cobalt are located in this area, and the INC, they have got a unit there, they call it, uh, I don't know what is that unit, but there are people who are working on the GIS to develop their maps, to develop those landmarks. For example, if you find a road, it's only divided by a street. Uh, uh, opposite houses belong to different roads. Uh, and, and, and they would then be able to put a landmark in that particular area, but it's just a street. Uh, these houses are on the same street, but the houses on the left-hand side belongs to Ward 26, and the houses on the right-hand side belongs to such and such a ward. And uh, that's why you've got municipal electoral officers. Uh, it's precisely to work with the IEC on, on, on such issues. But uh, I think the, the concern of the ANC uh, at this stage does not arise, because the judgment doesn't say if you do not own a house, or you do not have a formalized residential address, you will not be allowed to vote. Ms. Jesse Duarte? I think it's a bit more complicated than uh, the way Mr. Kam is presenting it. Uh, obviously, Sakina, we've taken serious legal advice on the matter and uh, at a level of thought. So I don't think we're misunderstanding the intention of the action itself. So let's speak to the action itself. Uh, the people who brought about this action, and one of them, I believe, is Mr. Kam, uh, intended for a reduction in the numbers of people who would have the ability to vote. So I don't think we want to go into that discussion. Our concern right now is the administrative capability at this point in time of the IEC to effect 
what is known as a landmark situation and so forth and so on. It does mean registering people in a different way or re-registering them in a different way so that a landmark or an address is reflected on the voters' roll. Now, in previous years, this has not happened. Uh, in previous years, people have been able to vote if they lived in a particular voting district. Um, and it was clear that yes, they shack or the village that they come from is in that voting district. Uh, what had happened was, in correcting one thing that was wrong, it was uh, uh, ruled on previously, and, and that ruling, the previous ruling on the bus issue was quite correct. This particular ruling goes somewhat further. And as I said before, um, our um, seeking a remedy is, is going to have to be one that works with other political parties. It may end up um, us being friends of the court in an action that the IEC itself might take. I'm not saying that they will. They might have to take a, a view on this matter. Because in terms of the time that we have, to go throughout the country at the moment and ensure that landmarks are, are properly demarcated, people are given a particular landmark to use as an address. It might take even more time than we, than we have time. Um, so I don't think that uh, anyone can say that our concerns are unfounded. Our concerns are, are founded in the Constitution, which says that people have a right to vote. Now, we respect the court's decision, but we're also questioning um, its applicability and its, and how we will put this in, in place right now, this moment. You know, Satina, I've just been to Western Cape, for example. Uh, um, informal settlements are growing in the Western Cape. And in some of those informal settlements, you'll find rows and rows and rows of shacks, uh, multitudes of shacks. And there's no shabin that you can say your house is nearby. There's no hairdresser that you can say your house is nearby. There's no voter compose. Uh, and I've heard some people argue that you can use those as landmarks. Um, and, and the difficulty we're having with the ruling is that it is going to give us, all of us, a headache in terms of how do you identify the domicile of a person in an informal settlement. And I don't think that uh, that is an unwarranted concern. And our concern must be that the Constitution must be respected and that all South Africans of voting age, when they are registered now or will registered over the, or register over the weekend, will have the right to vote. Are you therefore saying that the Concord uh, ruling was erroneous? And uh, what are you intending to do about it? Well, uh, as I said to you, we're going to a, um, a party liaison committee meeting tomorrow morning. All political parties um, registered in the country uh, at a national level, at any rate, will attend this meeting. We will make a presentation of our concerns there. Uh, hopefully, we might find that there is a common cause amongst a number of parties, um, and that would give us an opportunity to take a joint matter uh, and assist the IEC in finding an administrative mechanism to take this uh, forward. I'm not sure whether this will end up in a challenge. I can't make that decision here over a radio station. Um, I am saying to you that we will be discussing 
these matters as political parties tomorrow morning and come up with ideas that would actually assist the country forward. Well, this morning uh, we are looking at the broader implications of the Concord and the Electoral Court rulings on the Tlokwe Municipality by-election and asking, uh, do you believe that this has resulted in a disenfranchisement of some voters? We are discussing the broader implications of the Constitutional Court and Electoral Court rulings on the Tlokwe Municipality by-elections and as you heard last week, the Independent Electoral Commission has cancelled all by-elections that were scheduled for last week and we trying to understand what exactly this will hold going forward for elections in this country, especially given that this is an election year, local government elections to be held no later than August of this year. Our guest this morning, the Deputy Secretary General of the ANC, Jesse Duarte, and uh, David Kolilekam, who is the leader of the independent candidates out in Tokwe. So give us your views, 891 Mike and Newlands, good morning. Oh, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your guests. I, I think that uh, we need to start again with the IEC. My, I think my problem for me is this, that yes, this problem should have been dealt with a long time ago. The IEC should have seen it coming. Um, you know, this busting has been going on for, for absolutely ages, and the ANC has been notorious for busting people into voting elections. I have seen it with my own eyes. But my biggest concern with this uh, debacle that we have is the management and the appointments to the IEC. You know, we, we started off so well, and then we appointed Pan, Pan Kula, who unfortunately we found was disgraced and had to leave under a cloud of corruption. She took a long time to do it. The IEC then floundered for quite a while, and now we've got Mr. Mashishini appointed, and the common denominator with these two appointments are they're both appointed by President Zuma. And we know his appointments to date have been a disaster. We only have to look at where we are with SARS and the NPA. So what I would suggest is we need to step back and maybe get the, uh, a unretired judge and a team into the IEC first and foremost, because the trouble is at the moment is whatever we do and however we resolve this problem, the perception now is firmly entrenched in the people's minds that the IEC has been corrupted by the ANC because they have appointed the leader. And if we have a, a, a debate like this, everybody's not prepared to really talk openly because all the time they're looking over their shoulder and saying, but hang on, this guy's running the, is an ANC man. And the moment we have that, we're never going to resolve this problem. And when the election does come down and we actually have to count the votes, and if one particular party is not happy, we're going to be in big trouble in our country because the perception will be, even if the election and the ANC win a seat openly and honestly, the perception is going to be that they didn't, and this is going to do great damage to the ANC and ultimately our country. So that's where we've got to start, I believe. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. And Newlands, uh, let's speak to Mr. Johnson in Port Chipston. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Well, and you? Morning, Fine, ma'am. You're speaking to Mr. Johnson from Post. <clears throat> Only two questions that maybe I want and it's just worth to, to, to explain to us. Firstly, who drafted that this law that governs the IEC so that anyone must comply with uh, their, their addresses because of it is there in the act? Uh, uh, and then secondly, I wanted to tell us, that means if she says that uh, this uh, ruling from our Concord it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to create some problem, and they are worried about it. That means uh, for them, people mustn't uh, or are not supposed to go to court to contest um, the irregularities that are happening within the IEC. Because she knows that thing started in 2013 in Porch, whereby one of the officials of IEC connived with the ANC to, to, to deregister or to, uh, to disqualify 
some of the uh, uh, independents that wanted to be registered. And this case went to, to, to electoral court. From electoral court, again, now it is now at a constitutional court, and it went again to uh, electoral court. Now, I want to know from her who or which party used their majority in drafting this act that are now in question because of, I believe it was the ANC, and they have to accept it because of their, they were the ones who said, no, this act must be implemented and must be complied with. IEC must comply with the rules or with the laws that the ANC have adopted in, in Parliament. Thank you very much, man. This morning we're looking at the broader implications of the uh, Tswane municipality by-elections, the rulings from the Constitutional Court and the Electoral Court, and uh, what that would mean for South African elections going forward. And we're asking whether this actually serves to disenfranchise the poor. Let us know what your views are. And our guest this morning, Jesse Duarte, who is Deputy Secretary General of the African National Congress, and uh, also David Kolile-Kam, who is the leader of independent candidates in the Tlokwe municipality. And um, just before we get to answer some of the questions before the break, I want to read some of the messages. This one from Atspiwo says, the ANC is the last to whinge about checks. In fact, they should be ashamed to talk about it. Why not build houses? Pagamile Slubi says, the Deputy SG is incorrect. The court did not disenfranchise. It said provide addresses where possible. The Constitutional Court said uh, that there is no address said uh, there is no address. The IEC must obtain sufficient info as to a place of residence. The Constitutional Court's intention was not to reduce the number of votes. It was to prevent irregularities. ZZ Sana says, uh, Shacks have numbers. Uh, Jesse must not try to hoodwink us. And Joe Marapo says, um, uh, Jesse Duarte is right on this one. It might make people feel nice to blame the IEC, but this is a bigger crisis of process. Shane Isop says, uh, can the people in informal settlements go to nearby police stations and get an affidavit? Mtunzi Mamkeli says, how do these people in Tlokwe access services like bank accounts if they don't have to prove residency? KGM's contribution, SK, how far back does this abuse of infringement um, of the constitution date? And does it mean uh, what does it mean in relation to past elections? Can we say that the current elected incumbents and past representatives were therefore uh, illegitimate. And uh, Tsepo Diholo says, uh, whether one lives under a bridge, in a shack, etc., landmarks can always be identified or put in a place to mark a certain uh, area. And Luvuyo says, I understand why there's a problem with addresses because even banks require people to uh, have them in order to comply with FICA. I guess it means I don't understand why there's a problem. So some of the uh, messages coming through, tons on our SMS line, I'll come to those, but let me just get back to the guests uh, just to respond to what the listeners were raising before the break on the telephone lines. Um, uh, Mr. Wate, let me start with you. Uh, Mr. Johnson talking about um, the IEC and compliance. Yes. Let me first say it is the right, it is the responsibility of the IEC to comply with the uh, Electoral Act and the Constitution. The ANC accepted the ruling of the IEC, uh, that is the court ruling that was taken in 2015. Um, which set aside the Tlokwe election. We had no problem with that. Um, so I don't think that it is correct to say that where we had acknowledged there was a mistake made, we are doing it with our eyes closed. There was a problem. Busing is a problem. Busing must not happen. It doesn't matter who does it. It is wrong. And that is what we, we believe in that, and we won't 
back away from that. Secondly, the real issue, Sakina, is that the time it will take the IEC administratively to find a solution right here and now in the current context of trying to do a by-election in Kokwe and with months away from a local government election. That is the problem that we are raising, and we are saying, therefore, that that will disenfranchise the poor. Um, I don't understand the argument that says people must have a bank uh, for bank statements and so on. Very many poor people don't have bank accounts. Very many poor people in living in checks uh, don't, are not bankable, and that is part of the, the problem of poverty in our country. So this issue does disenfranchise. On the issue of building houses, well, I think six million houses later, the ANC has produced housing throughout the country, and I don't think there's any argument about that. Um, and, of course, inward migration towards growing centers of economic development is going to continue in South Africa for a very long time. Urbanization is here to stay. And that is why we need to find a solution that is workable. And we also need to look at why was the second um, action brought, why the need, uh, when already there was compliance with the decision of the court in November last year. Why was that? Why did we need to do that a second time around? So we're going to overlook all of that because as I can see, this is another ANC bashing session. We don't mind being bashed if it, we are bashed for the right thing. But one, one thing we will say to the person from Newland, the ANC does not appoint commissioners of the IEC. It's done in Parliament by an, a, 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 you know, the Parliament is a multi-party democratic Parliament. Whether you respect it or not, we do. And we therefore respect its decisions. And we're not going to make comments about people who have left the IEC or those who are there now. The IEC is an independent institution, and we must respect it. Uh, it is the institution that runs our elections. And what worries us now, listening to this conversation, is that clearly the narrative that, our, uh, that the people you have on your show wish to have is to bring doubt on the IEC itself. That is why the IEC cancelled all the elections last week, and, and that wasn't a good decision as far as we were concerned because people had already gone out to canvas. People had spent uh, their time, their resources to canvas for by-elections throughout the country, and then it is cancelled on the basis of an action brought again by Cloakway. The point that one really must ask uh, Mr. Kam and his friends, at what point will it satisfy you? that you are going to be happy with the voters' role because we might find a solution now and you will go to court again and again and again because the point I think, Mr. Kam, that needs to be answered is perhaps you were afraid that you might lose this by-election, so you took action that has really disadvantaged all the poor people in this country and brought about a second ruling that the first ruling had already ruled on. Uh, and that was the question of markings or locations that could be used as points of reference for people's addresses, which we all felt was fair. Now you're asking for a completely different set of rules, which means, and you say that shats are marked. I wonder how many of the people say 
that Shaq Tamar has actually been in informal settlements because I have been, and not all the Shaqs have marking. Some do have, but not all. And as Shaqs are continuing to be built, the municipalities don't catch up with marking them uh, in good time. This will take time. My question is, we have a problem about the timing of, of how this will be done and whether, and we believe administratively that this is going to cause disenfranchisement of the poor, particularly living in informal settlements, and even those who might, well, those in backyards are not affected, and people in formal housing are definitely not affected. So um, I don't, and, and yet uh, all of us are bound by the rules that Parliament, um, that Parliament enacts, uh, including people from, uh, from uh, the Eastern Cape. Katina, uh, I'm a bit worried. Uh, my my signal is low. I'm on the road to Sopwe right now, mm-hmm. and I hope that we don't get cut off. No, no, no that's fine. Uh, still sounding good on our side, but let's get a response okay. from Kolileka. Yes, Sakina, uh, again, again to my former uh, comrade mother, Jessie uh, Juarte. Please, ma'am, uh, go and read the Constitutional Court judgment. That's the first thing. Secondly, go and read section 16, subsection 3 of the Municipal Electoral Act. If you... Mr. Kamp? Please continue. Yes, if you do not have an address, address I'm talking about a formalized stand number by the municipality, registered with the... uh, 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 What is the... uh, What general... uh, you go to IEC, you register, you say, I do not own a house. I'm staying in a shack. Uh, this shack is in Ward 18. Uh, I don't have a shack number. Uh, our, our, our informal settlement is only called uh, by pay uh, Ward 18 or by pay in Sarafina. And that's how you will be registered. And please, 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 please. I don't know who actually advised Ms. Chase. If it's ANC lawyers, we are in court. They, they, they lost. They don't have a better understanding of the issues. Nobody is going to be disenfranchised. And I'm still saying again, the issue of going up and down and marking checks, it's not what the court says. The court says provide an address where uh, the address is available. Now, uh, that's the point I, I need to have very, very much to understand. The, the constitutional court judgment does not seek to disenfranchise. In fact, it seeks to enfranchise everybody, and then it seeks to create an environment for free and fair elections. Again, I don't know why is the ANC comfortable to go into elections with a voter's roll that does not contain addresses in one word of more than 1,200 people. How are you going to campaign those people? Because then already it's not a free and fair election. The issue of resources that have been spent, unfortunately or fortunately by independence, we don't spend resources. We spend our minds and message. Perhaps resources could be human capital in our, in our case because we work uh, around the streets, house to house, and explaining to our people, holding meetings. Yes, the ANC, we saw them. They hired uh, uh, singers, uh, you know, professional singers. They hired so many things to entice our people and to do. Also to exploit government resources. That's the point. The other point about... Oh, no, 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 please. We can't have that. 
I yes. can't keep quiet while he's while he's making. No, 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 no. Can I can I just can I just finish? I'll give you I'll give you an opportunity to respond. Mr. Wate, Mr. Wate, Mr. Kam, Mr. Kam, hold on, hold on, Mr. Kam. Mr. Kam, Mr. Kam, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mr. Mr. Kam, Mr. Kam, I'm gonna come to you in a sec. Just hold on, just hold on, Mr. Wate. I want Mr. Kam to finish his point, and then I'll come back to you. So let's just give him an opportunity to make his point, and I'll get you to respond. I'll give you an opportunity, Mr. Kam. Yes, the other point that Mrs. Wate asked is about the timing. And now to inform her, we got the voters all in on the 8th of uh, February from the IUCPLC meeting here in Kokwe. And uh, from there we had to go and print. So unfortunately, we don't own resources like other political parties or institutions. We had to struggle. Those documents are very thick. But we, we managed. Around the 10th, we, we, we were able to uh, have all the documents printed. And then we started working on each and every name. On our own time, we, without skills, we have never worked for the IEC before. We had to work on each and every name to certify, because we are campaigning. We need to go to these houses and find these people. And my sister, I can tell you with certainty, in most of the houses, those people were not even living there. We then wrote to the IEC to say, before even writing, we went to other special PLC meetings that were convinced to go and raise the matter of addresses that do not exist, to raise addresses that are absent from the voters' hall. And the INC was forever saying to us, the way they understand the Constitutional Court judgment, the Constitutional Court judgment didn't order them to correct all the addresses. The Constitutional Court judgment only said, on the future elections, they must provide addresses. But then our argument was, no, 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 no. The reason why we won the case at the Constitutional Court, it was precisely because you didn't include addresses. And in fact, there were people allowed from outside areas to come and vote here. And that's why we won the case. Okay, and God. the section 16, subsection 3 of the Act was there oh. even before we went to the Constitutional Court. Okay. It's law that the IEC was expected to abide okay. by long time ago. And now, the last point, mm -hmm. the issue about whether we were fearing to lose elections. No, that's not a point. We already have one word that we are controlling in progress, independence, out of this mm -hmm. series of by-elections postponed and postponed. And we still mm -hmm. have confidence that we are going to win more. So that is not oh. a point. It doesn't arise. But uh, just to say to me, our timing was about defending the Constitution and the law of South Africa that was adopted and made by the Okay. ADC. Let's get a response, Ms. Duarte. Uh, Sakina, my, hum my humble apology to you and to the listeners, but I am going to have to go. Um, I'm in an area now where I won't be able to take calls. So the only way I can respond very quickly is to say the ANC is very firmly of the view that the first ruling of the court was sufficient. There was no need for us to have a second uh, bite at the cherry and to disenfranchise all the people who are going to buy elections in February. And thirdly, that it is going to take time for the IEC administratively to find these markings that are now referred to uh, as addresses. And that might cause us grave difficulties in the local government elections going forward. And that is the reason why we think we need to put our heads together very soberly and discuss what would be the best administrative way of dealing with this matter, which would not uh, go against the Constitution and which would not disenfranchise 
people who have a right to vote. And the ANC goes door to door. We knock on every door. And it is really surprising to me to find out now that after many elections later, we are in a position where we're saying people in informal settlements must now produce a particular address when we haven't done that before. And as to the allegations made, I'm not going to respond because that is the way of Mr. Kam. It's, uh, you know, he worked with, closely with the DA in Tlokwe, and for that reason, the ANC did not want him in the ANC any longer. And we are very, very sad that Mr. Kam continuously believes that he is so powerful that by, he can do anything he likes and we will sit back and lap it up. We won't. We are going to argue against this matter and we are going to work with other political parties. I do apologize, but they are asking me to put my phone off now and I'm under pressure. Sakina, my humble apologies for that. Thank you so much for your time. All the same, that was the Deputy Secretary General of the African National Congress, uh, Jesse Duarte. We continue taking your calls, uh, 0891-104-208. David comes still with us, so he'll continue to respond. Uh, Matela, uh, let's start with uh, Tolani, rather, in uh, Matosana. Good morning. Uh, Sakina. Uh, the broader implication now is that David Kamu is number one in the list of people to be killed in Northwest because of this DEC, you know, IEC, not IEC, DEC. Number two is that South African in Porch were about to vote for a Zimbabwe to become their councillor under the ANC. The other thing, Sakin, is that our local IEC officials in Togo, they labeled us as attention seekers. When we told them that Mr. Stealing the vote, is from the is from Paris, not from Kogwe. They said you must run to court or to police station for that. The same IEC people were the same night, you know, celebrating with the ANC for winning the rigged by election. The other thing is like, you know, David is not doing for himself actually because here is the guy who says he refused to be part of the looting from the poor by the ANC in Kogwe. If one you know I'm not gonna pay him David, but what he's telling us a South African here in the region is that is go to what is in the books of the municipality and the IEC. What is wrong with that? The last thing, when we told the ANC members in Chokwe that these by-elections are being, you know, rude, are being rigged by the IEC and some of them, instead of saying as a party who always say they, they liberated us, not under our leadership, they went on as if there was nothing happening. Even Mapeta Mapeta then, you are celebrating as if you said, I defeated David Kahn as if he personalized the election. It was not about David, it's about South African. Now South Africans, they know that most by election, they are being now rigged or looted by the ANC. Thank you so much. Kolile uh, in Matlosana. Matela in Kwakwa, good morning. Sakina, good day, how are you? Well, and you? Let me start by greeting David Kolile Kam. Kolile, how are you? I'm okay, my brother. Hey, shop, shop, man. Um, Sakina, look, um, the fact that the ANC is complaining today that... Uh, uh, the the constitutional court seems to be disenfranchising the black people in majority in the coming local elections. It serves as an indictment in the ANC itself. Had ANC done the things correctly at the beginning in 1994, allocated the land to the black people, they will know what they say. Will not be sitting with the situation that IEC now has to verify the addresses. We're sitting with a situation where people, black people, are crowded in in, in squatter camps because ANC failed to give black people the land. It's ANC that disenfranchised the black people. 
So, right. um, it's, it's unfortunate that Jessie Duarte ran away from the debate. Oh, but in fairness, she, 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 she did indicate that she has nah, uh, elsewhere she, to go and uh, the ANC have availed someone else away. to continue. We okay. know she ran away. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Matila. Andile in Lusigisigi, good morning. Thanks, Satina. Satina, one, I think it is important for Constitutional Court to define uh, what is called physical addresses. Because in most instances where you find us staying in rural areas, like in the Eastern Cape, you'll find that we use residential addresses as well as locations as our physical addresses. Secondly, I don't think it might assist our country and IEC, in fact, for the Constitutional Court to force that in the case of Togwe the addresses must be included for now. At least they should have given some time so that when the when next elections are convened, at least the addresses must be the issue of addresses must be addressed. But for now I can simply say constitutional court judges do not behave as if they are staying in South Africa. They I, I am of the view that they think that we have infrastructural uh, uh, infrastructure in, in across, so I don't think we are being assisted. At least they must define things clearly so that those who are supposed to implement can do so easily. All right, uh, thank you so much. Andile Zizi Kotwa in Johannesburg, good morning. Good morning. Just two issues quickly. The first one is the issue of the credibility of the IEC, which seems to be a suggestion from a number of callers. I think if you look at how uh, successive elections, consecutive elections have had since 1994. Overall, IEC has ran a very credible and fair elections. Uh, obviously, all elections, whether national and local government, they've always, they are not incident-free. I mean, there will be situations where material will arrive late, the voting stations will not open on time, there will be a few incidents of violence and so on. But those are minor if you compare to overall how successful they've run elections. And I think this we must take two as an incident. But equally, it introduces a new dimension, which is quite important. I think in the interpretation, right or wrong, it's important that we all agree, uh, not for narrow political reasons, that it mustn't the implementation of that constitutional court and electoral court. It mustn't exclude in whatever way possible, even in future elections, not just the local government elections, any vote, potential voter, because we can't deny people their right to vote, whether they People reside in a farm dwelling where there's only a farm owner who's got a title deed. The rest of people who reside there, there's no right in the land. Those are the issues that I think practical implementation of that concord must not at the end result. Now and in future, the exclusion of any person's right. And I think this is what is calling for maturity of all political parties, not because they want to win the coming elections, but importantly, I think it may just be to, to reflect, it may just be important that for the purposes of the African National Congress, for our point of view is that it may just not only about us winning clockwork, we are confident that we would win a clockwork, there's no doubt about it. We can try to somersault and do everything about it, uh, every gimmick, uh, to interpret the, the, the concord, but at the end, that municipality all confidently will be in majority under the ANC rule, including a number of other municipalities as we go, as we go to this upcoming local government election. But that must not make does not make the African National Congress arrogant in terms of the concerns raised by people. That's why we call on other parties, whether independent, come and others. That let's look at the implementation practically 
of this Concord drilling and see to what an extent does it make sure that it, it, it creates a possibility that all people in South Africa, regardless, because we can't talk about now issues of socioeconomic uneven uh, development in South Africa, that is the fact that there is immigration to urban towns, that we can t- talk about it. It's not a matter of the court. We can't deny it. And there will always be people okay. who move from one place to the other. And I think that issue is a matter that we can discuss at another level. But at the moment, whatever people decide, for whatever reason, they move from one place to the other, they must be given an opportunity uh, to exercise their constitutional right to vote. Okay. Uh, this one from Eugenia says, it's sad that poor uh, people, the poorest of the poor, are very important now for votes. Uh, Vusi Ndala says the IEC is rather quiet on this. And this one says, Jessie's concern is uh, not uh, the right of the voters. She's concerned about what's good for the ANC. M in Cape Town says, uh, Sakina, point of order, people in informal settlements have bank accounts with addresses because of FICA. How do they get those addresses and uh, many others which we will storify but let's just get a final word from Kolilekam Sakina uh, <laughs> I'm laughing on this point of the DA Jesse Mama Jesse was part of the people who persuaded me not to leave the ANC uh, with Mama Batabile Zamin and Tatesikan Ramaphosa after the provincial executive committee of the ANC took a decision that I must resign as the chief whip they said to me, resign as the chief whip will make you an MMC, and then let's fight. You are a very strong comrade. We are aware about the factions in your province. And personally, she said to me, she doesn't like Supramahuma Pelo and this style of leadership. But it's not a point on this interview. And I think she got bitter. Uh, she cannot stand the punches. The issue of the addresses again. Let's come back to it. Um, the point is, Sakina, uh, I'm, and I'm pleading, I'm happy with Zizi. Zizi uh, is my brother. I can say he... Somehow, half away, he grew me up. When I was the national organizer, of course, he was a spokesperson. We gelled very well into the house. We were all in the same floor uh, as youth mm. uh, warriors. But where to now, for, uh, where to from but here for point, this matter? Ma'am, the point is on addresses again. I'm referring everybody to the constitutional court judgment. The other caller from the Eastern Cape says they must define. No, that is defined, ma'am. It's not even defined by the constitutional court. It, the constitutional court made an order based on the law that already existed, that the IEC had to comply with. You see, that's another point I wanted to raise up with Zizi to also follow up. Section 16, subsection 3 of the Electoral Municipal Act. Now, some callers said, but this could have been uh, progressively. Yes, it is progressively. That's why the order of the Constitutional Court, madam, says for these decisions that we have made on the talk when our matter, that is number six of the order of the Constitutional Court. It does not apply to any elections held before the Tokwe by elections. Meaning, even if there were elections ran without uh, addresses and all that, the decision of the Constitutional Court doesn't go that far. Okay. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this morning. We're hopelessly out of time. Thank you for your participation. We'll put those comments up on our website, www.safm.co.za, and we'll also podcast the show. Thanks to our guests, Jesse Duarte and uh, David Kolilekam, and, of course, to you, our listeners, and to the production team. It's a minute after nine. Kumuzile Tabete standing by with the latest news.